The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. And this is the Ash Holes, unfiltered cigar radio. Welcome in, everybody. I'm Stu Fink, your studio announcer. And here's the host of the Ash Holes, Pastor Padrone, Dan the Man. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Ash Holes, broadcast live from the Sereno Royale stage at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. It's time to kick back and light up as we turn this Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. We are always entertaining, generally unscripted, and totally unfiltered. You can stream and download us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and of course, at theashholes.net. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at theashholes and on Instagram at ashholesradio. This week, we're kicking back with the four kicks. The four kicks. The four kicks. Maduro Sublime, to be precise, by Crowned Heads. And uh, this uh, sucker is a 6x54. It's got a Connecticut Habano Maduro wrapper and binder and filler from Nicaragua. Um, Crown Heads was, you know, uh, uh, this was their first, the Four Kicks line was their first mm-hmm. release. And these guys, four people, when CAO back in 2010, when they got bought out by General mm-hmm. and Cigar, uh, you know, everybody left when when uh, they were acquired, and four of the guys who were heading up CAO started Crowned Heads, hmm. and this was their inaugural line, and it has been very, very successful for them, and uh, uh, we're going to be looking at this cigar today. It has one of the ugliest wrappers that I've ever seen on a cigar. I don't know if I'd call it ugly. It's it's just it you it's, know it's it, very uh, like a dark brown paper bagish. I guess Kinda maybe that you know it, just it's, the inconsistency in color. But I mean, as yeah, far as like the quality of the leaf is the just quality. Fine. Of the, it's yeah, and, and as I'm smoking it, it's you know it's it's very very good. Yeah. But when you look at it, you're like, hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It, it doesn't win any beauty contests. No. But I mean, it's no. great. The construction's fine, and you know everything else. So. It's yeah. not that it's just haggard. <laughs> yeah, if this were, you know, one of those singing competitions, you'd want the person singing to be behind a wall so that you could just hear the voice. Because <laughs> if you judge them basically on how they looked, you'd probably... That's how I judge person. everybody, so... That's yeah, that's how we all judge everybody, <laughs> isn't it? Whoa! Yes. Uh, so, and... Um, but, you know, it, as I, you know, was uh, smelling the cigar, you know, as, but before I lit it up, it had this nice, sweet cocoa kind of uh, aroma coming from it, very earthy, and the, the draw is great. Yeah, yeah, great draw. Draw is great, and uh, um, very chocolatey. Hmm. Very chocolatey, very sweet, and the retro is uh, has got some good spice to it, a yeah. little bit of pepper, Yeah, some nice, deep, sweet kind of earthy tones to it. Yeah, I, I was... I didn't really get any chocolate, but I mean, I, I, I think of it more of a creaminess, but it's like a light kind of underlying creaminess that would kind of goes along with the spice and there's like a deep wood you know like a dark wood deep wood yeah deep dark wood it's a very like dark deep, on dark the dark wood. side of flavors <laughs> i know like how we put like light and dark on flavors because mm-hmm. you know it's not like you see them but it's it's that kind of realm where you're just thinking dark they you know? it, it is it, they are very rich yes they are very rich flavors i it, i can i can see where you're using the word dark i definitely taste cocoa I know that uh, Big Berry, you know, likened this to, you know, rich chocolate cake and, you know, some creamy stick he gets out of a Twix bar or something. I can't quite remember what he said. Yeah, it was all candy-based. It's all food, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, so far, so good. Now, before we get uh, further into the cigar here, how have you been over I'm the last week? Doing fine, good? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the How's weather. How's school going? Doing Going all right. <laughs> yeah. Has there been school? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, yeah. We're I think we're done with snow days. Yeah. So I can keep my sanity. I uh, think this the is weather's kind of getting better now, getting a little warmer. Yes. Uh, so yeah. So I'm just gonna enjoy a cigar, you know, just for kicks. <laughs> four kicks. Just four kicks. <laughs> <laughs> I right. think this is the first Wednesday in a month where we have not been in the middle of a northeast had any snow yeah. yeah although i think some's coming next week <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> it's horrible it never ends oh, it won't God, be bad enough. please make it stop 
Oh my Spring. Mm. Yes, I've had enough of winter, and baseball starts up this Thursday officially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, opening day. Opening day is Thursday, and Fenway, being that we are in Red Sox Nation, a week from Thursday is opening day at Fenway, and that's going to be a big thing. I usually don't start watching until October. <laughs> 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 uh, I, at one time, I used I watched every single game, and right. I, I spent more time doing watching games than I did in class when I was in college. Right. Uh, it, it paid off because, I mean, that's when we won the World Series that first time mm-hmm. back in 2004, but not great for my GPA. <laughs> now, people either really enjoy watching baseball or they think it is the most boring sport on the planet. It could be where, both. Where do, where do you, where do you it, fall on it's, that? I think it's incredibly boring. Yeah. But it, sometimes that's what you want. You just sit back. I mean, I don't really watch any games nowadays. Mm-hmm. There's too much going on. But going to a game is great because it's boring. Because you can just sit, you can have a beer, you can relax, hang out with your friends, and just watch an occasional, you know, pitch happens every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> occasional pitch yeah. happens every it's once just, in a while. It's just a place to drink, really. It's <laughs> <laughs> wow. And that's Red Sox Nation. And that's Red Sox. Boy, it's yeah. a, just an excuse to drink Uncomfortable beer. seats and beer. Dilly dilly. No, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you know, it's been a, a pretty quiet week at, at, at uh, my place, too. And, and um, you know, I, I'm really excited uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, I guess, um, uh, Jorge Padron mm-hmm. is coming up here. Hmm. Um, Two weeks from tomorrow. Oh, okay. We'll be up at the, the two guys' shops for Thursday and Friday. Nice. I can't remember off the top of my head what those dates are, but yeah, it, it is two weeks often. from tomorrow. So I'm pumped about that. Pastor Padron, Pastor Padron. is very excited. You need a picture with him, right? See, yeah, the Padrones again. That's going to be good. Nice. Yeah. Um, Dan, is it possible we can get them here a day earlier and have them on the program? Apparently not. Yeah, oh. apparently not. Airlines. These are the, yeah. you know, the, we're glad to get them at all. Dave's been wanting them to come up uh, and and do some things here for several years. And they called them out of the blue and said, we're going to be up these two days. Anything you want us to do? <laughs> How about Skype or And it was, uh, it was ironic. It's like they, they, they deliberately did Thursday and Friday so as to avoid... The Wednesday yeah. and the Saturday podcasts. Mm-hmm. So they don't do a Ooh. whole lot of social media. Like Padron, really, almost non-existent on social media. Yeah, yeah. You know, they just yep. because they, their name is there. Yeah, so they don't have. They to. don't need to exactly. Yeah. Now they will be. They will be at the uh, Seabrook store um, two weeks from tomorrow, and I will be working there that day. Well, there you go. So I'm hoping to maybe get a little interview time, and if I can, if I can get something recorded, a bumper we will or something. Who knows? Play it. Play it on the show, or yeah, even a bumper. Boy, that would be awesome. Unbelievable. Anyway, um, Pastor Padrones, speaking of the Padrones, thou shalt not. You know, back when I was in seminary, and we're going back to the, the mid 1990s now, a bunch of us would come over to my house. I was going to school in Orlando, and I was renting a house that had a a one-car garage, and mm-hmm. we would open the garage door, we would open the back door, and about 10 or 12 of us would get together, and we'd play poker, and we'd smoke cigars, and people would bring over some beer, something to drink. Living the life. The yeah. wives or the girlfriends would all get together and do something somewhere else, and the guys would all get together, and that's what the, we would play poker, we would smoke cigars, have some beer, and then we would watch some guy movie. You know, some bad Van Damme thing or something. <laughs> something, yeah, something, something cheesy. Something cheesy and no horrible. plot. No plot. You know, just something you could just you know totally veg out to. And it was always such a great time, and you you know you're enjoying the smell of of the cigars and everything. And it always went late, and so I would always go and clean it up mm-hmm. the next morning. Now remember, I've had the garage door open, and I've had the back door to the garage open the whole time so well ventilated so well ventilated i would go out there the next morning and almost die from the disgusting smell that was left there it wasn't a chili cook-off too right? no okay no and it was like what is it how could something that smelled so good the night before 
be so wretched and make you just want to gag just to, you know, literally seven or eight hours later. Mm-hmm. And the answer is the butts and the ashes. Yeah. The, what makes, you know, the, the thing that you need to do, the big thing you need to do to, to keep your cigar room or place from stinking is to clean your ashtrays. Yeah. And if you clean your ashtrays, you are not going to have that problem. I have this room where I, I can smoke in my house. It's in front of a fireplace. And, and when it's wintertime like it is now, um, I can sit there by the fireplace in my chair, have, have the cigar. Most of the smoke goes right up the chimney. But you can't smell the cigars in, in my house. It does not smell like cigar. And that is because every night after I'm done, I clean the ashtray. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing. I mean, it's it's crazy because it's like you think about it, like you burn wood. Mm-hmm. It doesn't smell terrible. It smells like char, you know? Right, right. But for cigars, the ash just smells the worst. It yeah. doesn't smell like anything else during the experience of the cigar. Ruins everything. Right, right. So don't forget to clean your ashtray. Don't just let it pile up and or don't just have like a little bucket full of yeah, it's a distinct smell there. too. You know, keep it all clean, and you'll be amazed at how little aftermath there is from ha- having a cigar or having a party where there are cigars. If you go to a cigar shop where they don't clean their ashtrays frequently, you're yeah. going to know that smell very well. <laughs> <laughs> you walk in and like, oh. Yeah, uh, you know, we're very big about it. You know, at, at uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop, we're constantly staying up on that, and we have a sealed ash bucket. Mm-hmm. We call it, and it is. It's sealed up when it's when really it, sealed. It's really sealed. It's like I've got like one, it's you know the ash sealed. can. It's yeah. like our ash can for my car, mm-hmm. but I'm not leaving ash in there for no. an extended period of time. <laughs> That's just for the transit because, you know, it, even though it has a cover, it's not sealing that smell in. So. Right, right, right. So if you're having a problem with your room stinking, if your significant other is upset because of the stink of coming home to uh, after you've had a, a cigar too, it is probably the ashtray mm-hmm. that is the problem, not the actual cigar. There, and you, there go. you have it. Pastor Padron. Pro tip. <laughs> Pastor Padron pro tip. That pro tip. <laughs> pro tip from Pastor Padron. Um, all right. So are, are you picking up anything else? Is there anything else you want to say about this before we move into our accompanying segments um, it's mellowing out a little bit mm-hmm. um i think it makes me think more of a cappuccino mm. so the just the flavors just kind of blending together it's not as as you know in your face mm-hmm. as those first that first quarter inch um still a lot of spice you know that woodiness um sweetness is kind of dying down a little bit but still kind of that creaminess which is making me think of the cappuccino mm. um yeah enjoying it so far though i'm definitely picking up that cappuccino or espresso kind of Coffee notes, dark, rich mm-hmm. uh, coffee notes. Yeah, and the uh, the sweetness has kind of mellowed out for me as well. Um, there's not as much pepper in the retro. So things, you know, that first uh, quarter, half inch, that was really kind of in your face. And now it's kind of slowing down a little bit. But it's, you know, n- not slowing down in a, in a boring way. Mm-hmm. It's slowing down so you can really kind of enjoy more of what's actually in the cigar. All right. Uh, this week we have a very special kind of weird, fun top five okay. list. Today's top five brought to you by Five Five Cigars. Choose from the mild white label, medium strength red label, or the full bodied and full flavored blue label. Siri Five Five has it all. Five and five equals a perfect ten, and that's what you get every time with Five Five Cigars. Here is today's top five list. All right, today's top five list is Rains of Fish. Rains of Fish. That's fish Rain. Fish Rain. Is that, fish a, rain. That, a, is that a phrase? Is that something people actually say? It's raining yes, fish yes. Oh. This may surprise you, but actually fish falling out of the sky is common enough to be a well-documented meteorological event. <laughs> they actually go to, well, I guess it's meteorological. We only know, of, of course, of the ones that fall on populated land. You know, you have to have people there to 
say, hey, that's a fish. Yeah. I imagine sky. it happens out at sea. So what causes it? Is it a cyclone? Yeah, yeah. Shoots them up Water spouts, Water cyclones, spouts, yeah. um, you know, events like that that basically Shoots pull, far pull, in the pull the fish, you know, out of out of the water, and they end up on the land. Okay. But it looks like it's raining fish. So sometimes that happens. Sometimes it's Sharknado. But yep, okay. yep. And uh, fortunately, the Sharknado thing has not quite happened. But... Uh, <coughs> It's it's very interesting that um, these events happen. Oh, excuse me. <coughs> happen frequently enough that you know that, these, that you can have a top five. That I you mean. can have a top five. Not only that, <laughs> but the top five is is the furthest we're going back is two thousand four. That's the farthest back. Wow. That's the farthest back we're going, and the farthest back we're going there is. Um, uh, Nighting is Nighton, Wales. Night, oh, Wales, the place, not the whales yes, in the sky. Okay. Right. In Wales. Those are mammals. In Wales. Nighton in Wales. Raining on mammals August, is totally different. On August 18th of 2004, a heavy shower dumped a number of minnow-like fish right in the middle of the town. And hmm. it was actually, it was, it was funny. The people who documented this were a bunch of writers who are in town for a conference, <laughs> and they get to the center now of town. It's, now it's yeah, suspect. That's, it. that's pretty fishy. No, no. no I don't know. No, uh, 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 it may be fishy, but it's true. It's all documented. Fiction right. writers, huh? They, they were, now, the fish, these minnows, were alive when they fell onto the ground. Until they hit the and, ground. And then, the, you know, and so, <laughs> you know, they flapped fine. around for a little bit. Obviously, a fish out of water, what does it do? It dies, you know. And stinks. But, um, like ash. The... Uh, the fish must have traveled at least 50 miles from the nearest coast in order to fall in such, such a way. They don't it's know. Good distance, they don't yeah. know what weather event caused this, but there are pictures. It's documented. What one? These. I mean, how many can cause that? It wasn't a blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Oh. You know, what kind of things can drop minnows maybe, all over? Maybe like, a heat wave. Now, minnows. Wait, wait so you're so kind of narrow it. You, you now you might think, okay, I can see how minnows can be pulled up yeah, out of the that, ocean that makes and, sense. And, and, and dropped there. But we're going to get to bigger things. Oh, good. We're going to get to scarier Bigger things. and better. <laughs> well, okay. Octopi? Now, Octopuses? Um, the next thing here is we come to the U.S. <clears throat> we come to the U.S. in Oroville, California. Okay. May 16th, 2017. That's pretty big jump. That's we're, a pretty big pretty jump. Recent. The setting was a Stanford Avenue Elementary School, and everybody was trying to figure out what was going on. Little Jimmy the campus, dropped his bag campus of Swedish supervisor, fish. The campus supervisor, uh, Liz Gabriel, noticed that there were fish all over the campus. Mm-hmm. And of thought course, it was a prank. The, well, that's imagine, the first yeah. thought. This is school, yeah. so that's a good this prank. must be a prank. <coughs> They were hide a fish in your friend's car? They were all over the ground, and they're thinking, who did this? But they went up to the roof. There were fish on the roof, too. Because kids could they put could, it there, no. Well, <laughs> you know, do yeah. kids have access to the roof? They didn't think oh, so. Nobody had heard any kind of sounds of fish hitting the roof or anything but like it that. Rained so they had no, but there was no other explanation. They did a whole thing. They questioned all the the lousy kids in school who would do stuff like this, but there was no proof of anything. The only explanation was fish rain. Hmm. Fish rain. Fish rain. I wonder if they measured the distance of between the fish and say, hey, <laughs> if it's too standardized, then it's probably people. Are you weaked out yet, Mr. Know. Producer? It's uh, a little bit hard to fathom, Pastor Padrone, mm-hmm. but, but it reminds me to say, well, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it is their sound. Mm. So if fish fall in the street and no one is there to see it, is it because of rain? I don't know. It poses it's deeper questions of the universe, which you're attempting to address. So. Well, this is a tough one because it's, what is it, Occam's Rated? It's like the simplest solution yes. is most likely correct. It's mm-hmm. like this one, well, what is the simplest solution? Is it raining fish or people <laughs> pulling an elaborate prank? It's like, Ooh. It's not raining men. It's, it's, it's raining fish. It's like, but which one is more likely? It's, it's, I don't know which one's simpler. In the opinion of the people with the answers, it's not clear. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to number three. Number three is happened on, in November 2017 
in Nalur, Sri Lanka. And not in the U.S., not credible. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> and this fish fall took place in, in the middle of monsoon season. Oh, that so makes there's, total there's, sense. So there's yeah. reason here for this. And this area was struck by really heavy rains and thunderstorms and, and a fish. whole bunch of fish, big fish. Like how big? Like this. Oh, like this, okay. because our podcast listeners love to hear just like this. All right, so like like <laughs> like between 8 and 12 inches. Okay, that's you know, a substantial fish. 8 and 12 fish. inches. Okay, fell into, fell into the middle of this town, and the people were just, fl- and they, they, the people gathered the fish, and they ate them. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. They thought it was free food. Well, it free is. Food. Yeah. It's Otherwise, yep. it's just going to stink up the, the whole place. The locals were so very happy that they didn't have go to go shopping. It. They didn't need any bucks to go shopping. And uh, that, was, that was a really big thing. You know, give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Rainfish, he'll eat all week. <laughs> number two. Number two, we come back to the good old U.S. of A. Fairbanks, Alaska. 2015. June of 2015. Okay. They were treated to a large fall of large lampreys. Lampreys. Oh, gosh. Lampreys. That's uh, Lampreys. You've seen Eel-like a lamprey. like sucker That is fish not what you want really falling from the sky. Teeth. So, you know, here's Sri Lanka. is like all thankful that this, you know, wonderful food fell from, the, fell from the sky and fed a whole town. What do you do when these huge, evil-looking, vampire-looking I, sucker fish fall from the sky? It's like somebody opened a portal to hell. <laughs> somebody was playing Justin Bieber's album backwards, and it that, was, that yeah, happened. It was... <laughs> It was bizarre, <coughs> and uh, all of these fish, the thing that was uh, um, weird about these things was that, uh, let's see here, uh, yeah, here we go, um, th- this is great from the article here, the first concern, oh, let's see, uh, is, no, no, there's no, lampreys no, everywhere, no, no, <laughs> we're, we're, we're number two, okay, um, only f- uh, four of the things were ended up being found. Okay. For what? Of the lampreys. And only one of them was still alive, and it fell in a store parking lot and was put into a bucket. Okay. So wait, so only four lampreys fell from the sky? There were other ones, but they all had holes in them. Okay. It was really, really weird. They had small holes Maybe there was some hail or something blowing around up? And they were all evenly spaced and regular in shape. The Alaska Department of Fish and Game said that they were most likely dropped by seagulls or mm. something. Okay, so this okay. wasn't raining fish. It was dropping dropped fish by animals? Well, that's, or you know, the fi- this and fish was only rain four. was caused okay. by seagulls okay. dropping lampreys from, lampreys. The, from the sky. <laughs> how, how gross is that? Now, number one, the number one a most amazing fish rain story in recent time happened in Euro Honduras, which brings us back into cigar territory. Yay! And this happens every year between May and June. Every year between May and June. And the locals, they rely on this. They rely on the fish rain for foods. And they think it's a divine gift. They think that God supplies them. They have a really interesting farmer's almanac. And uh, the storms that come during those months... um, bring fish into the streets of Euro and they are collected and and again used as food by the locals in the town. And that has been happening every year since the eighteen hundreds. Hmm. El Nino, huh? Who would have thought? <laughs> Regular fish rain. Every year. And nobody has a video of this yet? Oh, there there were pictures on the on the website where I got this from. Okay, right. but uh, I don't Somebody's know. Somebody's got to get video of this actually. The max we falling. You know, you, know? Now, you know, this is Honduras we're talking about. I don't know True, how many yeah. people are walking around with cell like, phones. Uh, you know, Galaxy love cell phones S- everywhere. Seven or eight or nine or whatever. But they, we'll they could be. They could mm-hmm. be. So there isn't that isn't that really interesting though? I mean, you think fish rain? How often does that happen? And apparently, it happens every year. Fairly often. I just heard in the United States too. Two of those top five were in the United States. Very interesting. Unbelievable. Well, very believable. It's a meteorological, scientifically proven event. Yep. I'm just, I want to hear a story of somebody driving around their convertible and fish falling in. <laughs> I just don't want that lampreys be falling on me. That's just, <laughs> lampreys, that's, uh, that's just, that's just, that's just, that wigged me out. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Those are pretty nasty looking. Yes. 
Well, you know, Boston is known for the molasses flood in 1919. Mm -hmm. And who knows, it may, at some undetermined point of the future, uh, it may be raining lobsters. <laughs> and when that happens, I will try to be there. If it ever rains lobsters, yes, we'll probably all be out. No, I, I'm, I'm going no, inside if that happens. Inside. You want a lobster landing on your head? I don't want one landing <laughs> on my head, but I want one landing in my lobster pot. <laughs> exactly. Great aim. Man. Exactly. <laughs> you remember that X-Files episode with the, the lamprey guy? Uh, I was never a big X-Files fan. No, really? No. Never a big X-Files fan? No. Just, Why am I not surprised? It was because they never, so it, was, it was always inconclusive at the end. Yeah, well, it was like, the oh, they like show all these clips and like, oh, there's an alien. Definitely. And then they're like, we'll never know. And it's like, you idiots. <laughs> Come on. If it's sci-fi, go all full sci-fi. Don't. Everybody knows that everything Mulder saw was true. Yeah. Or he's just psychotic and we're <laughs> <laughs> just seeing the world through his eyes. So I take it you haven't watched any of the, the new X-Files no, episodes? No, no, no. No. They lost their chance when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, back to this cigar here. Uh, I'm still getting that those very nice, deep, sweet flavors, the um, dark, woody uh, kind of notes now. Mm -hmm. I'm still picking up chocolate. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm picking, up picking up some up chocolate, chocolate now, but it's like a like a dark chocolate. Yeah, it's so. a very dark chocolate, but it's got it's a sweet dark chocolate. It's a it's, rich dark chocolate. It's a rich dark. Unless chocolate. you keep throwing on adjectives. What, what do you what do you think? Uh, what are you picking up there? I'm, I'm, agree I'm agreeing with what you guys have said so far uh, about the spiciness. The spiciness has mellowed. Uh, it morphed into a creaminess for a while, but now I'm getting dark, rich chocolate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a very dark piece of chocolate. That that's mm -hmm. that's permeating the smoke. Yeah, yep. And there is a real creamy aspect to this, especially on the finish. And the finish to me seems to be kind of long. Yeah, yeah. It's last degree. Yeah, between puffs. Yep. So good finish. Yeah. Yes. All right, we are going to go to our break, and when we come back, we are going to do the Asheville of the Week, do a kind of weird Miles with Styles, and we're going to give you our continuing thoughts on the four kicks of Maduro Sublime. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends, the Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. The Sereno Royale Maduro XX, named number one cigar of 2016 by the Ashholes Radio Podcast, is a creation of elegance and sophistication. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, the Sereno Royale Maduro XX comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez. Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Serena. To create this masterpiece, a blend of filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a dark and luxurious Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper grown from the famed Habano 2000 seed to bring you an endlessly complex and full-bodied experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allow the blend to marry, creating unmistakable notes of rich cocoa, leather, and coffee that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating the next draw. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available at TwoGuysCigars.com. Bohemian is the original Brazilian big ring gauge cigar with the unfinished foot, curly-tailed head, and value, value, value. There is a Brazilian reasons to buy and smoke Bohemian, and here are just a few. Created in the Cuban tradition, this lush, dark Brazilian Maduro leaf surrounds a five-year-old Sumatra binder with Dominican and Nicaraguan well-aged long filler leaves. So, what should you expect from a Bohemian? A departure from the conventional. A flavorful journey into a sweet, nutty, almost caramel finish. Bohemian, the original, unconventional cigar. Take the journey. Stay tuned for more of the Ash Holes. Yay! On the United Podcast Network. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. 
What do you think of this cigar? So. I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh yeah. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head to head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action, adventure, and bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. Ashholes are recorded before a live studio audience, and he's a real nice guy. <laughs> Once again, let's get back to the show and your host, Pastor Padrone, the father of four kicks, Dan the Man. Hello, welcome back to the Ashholes. I'm Dan, this is Aaron. We do this every week. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, and Spotify. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. This week we are smoking the Four Kicks Sublime Maduro by Crown Heads. And uh, this has been a really good performing cigar mm -hmm. for us. Uh, the burn has been great all the way d uh, down so far. Yeah, I had to relight it once, but that's because I was, I think, talking. Just talking too much, yeah. yeah. Nice solid ash. Breaks off big chunks. Yep. And a kind of a darker gray ash, too. Yeah. And a thin burn line on mine. You got one on yours? Yep. Yep. Yeah, very nice. So very nice burn line. The you know, when you first look at this cigar in the in the wrapper, you're thinking, mm, this is not the prettiest cigar I've ever seen. But uh, you light it up and it's got a lot it's got a lot to it. Just yeah, another, a lot going on. Another, you know, example of don't just judge a cigar by how it looks. It might actually be really, really good. But you can still judge people. We're not going to stop you from doing that. No. Nobody can do, nobody can do that. <laughs> yeah. It's in our nature to do that. It's, uh, it's just so horrible. Well, for you. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, I live in the estrogen palace. That means I have to <laughs> oh, deal with God. that all the time. Yep. Good grief. Anyway, um, the ash hole of the week. Okay. Shall we get right to Let's that? Let's jump right into it. Sure. Okay. This is another airline pet story. <laughs> They we just, just, they, they, we they like just seem to be coming out of the woodwork. I can't help myself, you know. And uh, so uh, last week, United Airlines wrongly shipped a Kansas-bound dog to Japan. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of bad. Oops. And, and uh, that was, you know, you know, 
not the first thing bad thing that had happened to United Airlines this week, but this family who was moving from Oregon to Wichita uh, with their 10-year-old German Shepherd named Ergo, you know, they get off the plane and they're looking for the dog to come off. And what's waiting for them is a Great Dane <laughs> that was supposed to go to Japan. Surely you can't be serious. So the Great Dane that was supposed to be in Japan ends up in Wichita, Kansas, and their dog ends up over in Japan. And the airline had no idea where the dogs, where, where this family's dog was, the uh, um, German Shepherd. And, you know, the, the, uh, the flight was, you know, this really long, it was a really long flight. The dog had had, you know, going to Japan that had mm -hmm. nothing to eat or drink for 16 hours. They were wondering what was happening to it. Was the dog dead? And they had reason to think that because United has the highest rate of pet deaths in travel in 2017 and 2016 and 2015. So you're saying there's like a pattern got, here. There's a pattern here. Okay. They, they kill more pets. United. Yeah. <laughs> United Airlines. If you're going to take your pet with you, you United probably Airlines should and use pet cemetery. another airline than United. Okay. So until the plane, and, and you know, I can kind of understand that they had no idea where the dog was until it actually arrived at it the wrong destination and then they, oh look, yeah and they get this strange dog. dog that speaks like, japanese i don't think they can track it you know when it's you know in the plane um <clears throat> but you know what really gets me is that their response was to issue an apology oh that's nice what about my dog and said <laughs> and said they were looking into the matter <laughs> and trying to figure out what Bare minimum, this thing look into it that is just for for that kind of mistake and response to that mistake. Not even in the United same direction. Airlines is the ash hole of the week. That's yeah, that's that's well earned. <laughs> I could not believe it. You're not gonna, you know, I, the dog did end up having an infection, and um, the dog will be fine, but uh, suffered an ear infection from being in the plane. Oh yeah, yeah, from, from that long and everything. And, uh, and, and, um, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. And, you know, wasn't the dog had an ear infection. I oh, guess, going into it. Going into it. And therefore did not have its medication. Yeah, that could be because of problems. And it took them three days to get the dog back. Unbelievable. Yeah, not cool. But on the bright side, that dog has been to more places than some people. Yeah, world yeah. traveler now. World mm -hmm. traveler. There you go. You know, in cargo. World travel dog. Yeah. <laughs> Wolf. Uh, oh, speaking of ash holes, uh, one of our previous ash holes. Uh, what was it, Mad Mike? Yes, our, our Mad Rocket Mike. Man. Yes, Rocket he, Man. He launched. He launched. He did. He did launch. Yes, he made it. Uh, I think eighteen hundred feet. Eighteen hundred feet before his the whole thing was motor home exploded. Real, no, no, he, <laughs> I don't think there was any. Uh, it, it, it it was. It seemed to be um, like a giant uh, model rocket almost yes. so it's like yeah. i think it was air pressure or something. Yep. not pr air pressure but steam steam right? steam base, uh yes. so he launched like eight you know 1800 feet um was he able landed. to tell that the earth was flat it, you know what uh I, I was reading up about it afterwards and people were saying that he had tried to raise money to, just to do this launch before and before he was a flat earther mm -hmm. and wasn't getting a lot of attention for it then he said he's a flat earther and he's going to do it to prove it and then he started getting people paying into his Kickstarter or whatever it was. <laughs> so it was really just his way of funding his rocket. Uh, it is kind of cool to watch the you know the, the launch and his uh, parachutes. You know, did he did he live? Did he yeah, oh yeah, he was fine. Like he seemed to know what he was doing. Um, just the way it landed, it landed. You know, it really was like a giant model rocket. You know, you see those <laughs> and they go up and you get the parachute that comes out at the end. It was basically the same thing only with a human inside. So. Wow. But so big was, publicity was, stunt, basically. Was anything accomplished by that at all? Well, he got it paid for. <laughs> he did get and it paid for. He got his, his 15 minutes pocket. of fame yeah. after three or four times of having to cancel for one reason or another. Yeah, yeah. Being on private property, public property, mm -hmm. um, bad weather. Yeah. So now he, he's just an asshole for pretending to be a flat earther. So it had. He, he really just wanted. Yeah, he just wanted people to pay. Like he wanted attention and pe people to pay his Kickstarter and stuff like that. People, I mean, you're going to give him a few bucks just for laughs. So, like, let's see if this guy kills himself doing it. Oh, nope. So Unbelievable. Whatever. Unbelievable. <clears throat> All right. Getting back to uh, the four kicks here. Um, this has been a very enjoyable cigar for me. Um, I'm still picking up 
you know, a lot of those notes we've been talking about, the dark chocolate, you know, some wood. It's actually coming more across like a cedar to me now. Mm-hmm. Um, very earthy, much less sweet. Yes. Yeah. And the creaminess is kind of gone now. The creaminess now. is kind of gone. And I'm picking up what, what I call, you know, leather. You don't talk in leather. What, yeah, I don't, I don't what do you have? Do you have... I don't have an equivalent for what it is. I'm just, no? I would no? just call it, you know, earthy, woody. Yeah, and, and kind of getting that cedar that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just kind of getting a little bit more rough, I guess I could say. I don't, you know, because if you take away the cream, then it's like you just get those harsher. And I'm not, not saying it's a negative, but it's just just like a bit more of a cigar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and um, you know, the, those dark cocoa notes are are definitely there, but they're not sweet mm-hmm. anymore. So. Yeah. And there's a there's a lot of smoke that comes off this bad yep. boy. Yeah, it cranks and yeah, it's performing very well. Yeah, uh, pretty firm pack. It's got a little bit of sponginess to it, but mm-hmm. it's but it's still pretty solid. Mm. Uh, so great construction on that. Okay, so um, miles with styles. I know people look forward to this segment uh, of the show each week. Uh, unfortunately for us, you know, Michelle in the middle of her. Uh, latest uh, pro-am uh, event in New Zealand was, you know, just too busy to put something together for us. But we know you love these segments, so we put one together ourselves. Well, Dan and Aaron, <laughs> even though there's no Miles with Styles, there is Miles with Styles. Our friend <laughs> Michelle Styles, as Dan alluded to, is in New Zealand at the Women's Pro-Am Surfing Competition. And due to raining fish, the event has been dragging <laughs> on due to delays. The first two runs were only semi-successful, so we recommend, Michelle, you find yourself a crowned head four-kick cigar, which will allow you to refocus and re-strengthen your strategy and give you the peace of mind it'll take to bring you victory. Now, for stressful late nights, we also recommend reruns of the Ashholds because it's the perfect cure for insomnia. So good <laughs> luck, Michelle. Come back real soon. I don't know how many of these I can do. And I'm Stu Fink, reporting for the Ashholds. Let's get back to the show with your hosts, Dapper Dan and Aiken Aaron. Aiken <laughs> Aaron. Aiken Aaron. There you go. I like that music. Yeah, it's very, it's very cool music. And I like Michelle's style, so come back soon, Michelle. Yes, yeah. yes. We miss you, Michelle. The more come weeks that you go without give, giving us something, we're going to have Stu pretend to be you, and it's yep. going to get weird. It's gonna, we're I gonna can only move. fake it so much. Right. Yeah. And only, you know, after so many times of hearing that, I'm sure we'll lose listeners and <laughs> viewers. And <laughs> We've already lost half just now. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if, you know, if she doesn't do anything, maybe we'll just put up some pictures of, of Michelle. Yeah, actually, there you go. That would actually gain listeners or <laughs> well, actually watchers. Yeah, it's like nobody yeah, listening. Well, listening, listening, that won't help you. But if you watch on YouTube, if we put some pictures up, uh, we probably double or triple our audience. Well, why don't we plan on that for next week? Oh, maybe I will. Okay. Yeah, we, yeah. Can, we, can, we can do that. Seems to me we've talked about that before. We have, I think. Yeah, I yeah, think so. Usually when Oliver's ba- here. <laughs> yes, he is the eye candy for her. Michelle uh, Styles is the real the eye, eye candy. candy, lest the real truth be known. Yes, that's very true. All right. So we're ear candy, as it were. Let's, uh, you know, keep Michelle in thoughts and prayers. And, we, you know, our, we're rooting for you. And we know you're going to pull out of your little funk. And the rain's going to stop. You're going to finish that competition. And you're going to kick some nice butt. Some nice butt. Nice <laughs> on those waves. You got to be careful what you say on on the radio. Yeah, so I have yeah. To filter some because we're the assholes. Because we're the assholes. People are worried about language here. Yes. All right. So there you go. Um, what else have you smoked this week, Aaron? Uh, this week I got a hold of the Atabase uh, Spiritus, which is Ooh. the Lancero. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking a little bit before the show about this. Uh, great Lancero. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite Atabay. Okay. But still a great cigar. I mean, I got like an hour and a half out of that thing. Yeah. Which is a nice long smoke. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I had, I had it um, a couple of couple of weeks ago myself. It lasted me about two hours, but I was, you know, working at the shop. So it's understandable that it would last longer than if I was just sitting there enjoying mm-hmm. it. But I would say about an hour and a half yeah. is what you'd get Seems out of it. Seems to be, thing. from what other people I'm talking to, it's pretty consistent with that. Smoke yeah, time. And just very rich. Yep. Very cedary. Probably the most cherry 
flavored mm. atabave ad. It's like the it's concentrated like maraschino cherry. Yes. Just yes, very I totally prominent. Agree with you there. Uh, you know, I don't think it's as complex as some of the other atabaves. Uh, no, I agree. But you, you know, you still get some of those notes throughout. Right. You know, the, the spice and the kind of breadiness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really it, enjoyable. It's interesting. But, you know, a lot of my experience with with atabay has been, you know, that so much is going on. It's just so it's incredibly hard to pick out individual flavors, and so you have to talk more about the experience of having it more than what you're actually tasting yeah, because it's everything is just married so well mm-hmm. together. But with the Lancero, you were picking up very specific flavors. Yep. It's like they had a different flavor every inch. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, but, uh, and, uh, you know, in, in that sense, I, you know, it, the lack, it did lack some complexity, mm. but if you like Lanceros and it's, I, and I yeah, do, it's, it's if, an if you like Lanceros, Lancero. that is the Lancero to go to. Yeah. And if you are able to find these at your, uh, cigar shop, um, you know, Selected Tobacco again is a very small company. I think they only made 200 boxes of those. Yeah, uh, okay, pretty small production that are that are released this year. So get them because once they're gone, they're going to be gone. Yeah, it'll be a while before they come back. Right, right. It won't be won't be until next year. It'll be a regular thing in the line, but they're only producing so many boxes a year so that mm-hmm. they can keep the quality up. So uh, definitely, definitely worth your time doing that. Um, uh, big huge step down from uh, Atabay, <laughs> but uh, something I smoked last week was the uh, Guardian of the Farm uh, Campion. Oh, which is it's not a slight to the <laughs> Guardian of the Farm a, because that's not a, good a slight cigar. to Guardian of the Farm, and you know, <laughs> not the, you know, but uh, yeah, very good. And that's a uh, that cigar is a um, uh, uh, the the work of uh, Casa Fernandez and Warped Cigars together. And the Guardian of the Farm is actually named after uh, the dogs mm-hmm. that guard the, uh, the, the farm at the Casa Fernandez factory. And the names of all those cigars, Campion, JJ, Rambo, and Apollo, those are all names of the Guardians of, of the Farm. They are the Guardians of the Farm. Honey, and the, and, and they're, they're bulldogs, which is, you know, why you have that bulldog on the, on the band. It is all kind of an, an honor to the dog. And, um, but... You know, has this little, the Campion has this little bellicoso tip mm-hmm. uh, on it. It's an unfinished foot. Had a very good draw, a very nice burn, and um, uh, there was very little flaking on the ash. The, the cigar performed very well, and it was, you know, notes of oak and leather and a caramel-like kind of sweetness. Um, the most cigar. prominent thing on that cigar for me was is the woodiness. It's a mm. very woody. Very yeah. woody cigar, yep. And um, I had black and red pepper in the retro both of those sensations for me some charred wood as well in the retro and a sweet almost almost kind of meaty finish mm. you know like a, it reminded me of barbecue like, like I mommy yeah, yeah i wanted a hamburger with that yeah, cigar i could see that going well with that yeah yeah so great great cigar great cigar there um what are your final thoughts on uh, this cigar here. I'm going to give this a full thumbs up. A full thumbs up? Yeah, mm. full thumbs up. Uh, you know, just so much flavor going on. Uh, just the, it, it's more on the woody side than I normally lean to, but, you know, with the, the that bit of creaminess that was at the beginning mm-hmm. and the spice that's going on, really enjoyable. Um, so I don't know if I would go to it every day, mm-hmm. but it would definitely, it could I could see this working its way into my rotation. Uh, just because it's got that that oomph to it. Excellent, excellent. Stu, what about yourself? I'm with Aaron, actually. Uh, it, it's got everything that I like. It's got the creaminess. It's got mildness to uh, to a point. It's not a heavy octane cigar. So, yeah, I could work this into rotation. No problem. If anybody wants to give me a box. <laughs> <laughs> Call that weaseling right there. There you go. Uh, this gets a big thumbs up from Pastor Padron as well. This has been a... a Really nice surprise for me. Uh, I, you know, there are not a whole lot of crown. I don't have a whole lot of experience with crown head cigars, mm-hmm. and so I was wondering what I was going to think. This is uh, only my second uh, of these four kicks, and I was really, really impressed with this. It is um, medium bodied. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And medium. Full flavored, but medium bodied. Full flavored, but medium bodied. Pretty much all the way through, and there is some complexity to it with the spiciness starting out front, and then. 
that creaminess in the middle and then more of this woody, uh, darker chocolate notes at the end. And uh, this, is, this is something that I've really enjoyed. It's a very nice cigar, good, and um, uh, the burn's been fantastic. And this is definitely something that I would go to again, and I'd recommend to you to try as well out there. Yeah, there's so much flavor going on. I don't think I would pair it with coffee or anything else. Just water, really, mm. is because there's just so much going on. I think anything else with it would kind of take away from it. Um, so, you know, a lot of times we say, oh, this would be great with coffee. This would be great with whatever. True. This, uh, just water, really. So much going on. That's awesome. All right, so good cigar here. Glad we reviewed this one this week. Now, next week, we get to do something really nice and special. We're going to be smoking the Placencia. Oh, great. The 602 by Placencia okay. Cigars. I haven't had that size yet, but I've had some of the others. Yeah, yeah. And um, the, that cigar is unique in that it is the only hexagon pressed cigar on the market. So this cigar actually has six sides to it. So okay. it's not a soft yeah, it's press. Kind of, it's kind of an odd box press yeah it's a very odd Which very is unique not box really press. box but <laughs> no <laughs> and, and you wouldn't be able to pack it it's a pressed that. cigar and yeah. you know i know that they think that the uh the hexagon is nature's perfect shape and therefore they thought let's try this on a cigar and see what happens i doubt it has any bearing on, <laughs> on the flavor <laughs> but it's cool looking <laughs> it is a cool looking cigar yeah. so go to your local brick and mortar and pick one of those up so that you can smoke that with us next week uh, if your shop doesn't carry those, you can always order them from twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guyscigars.com. And uh, have no fear. These cigars, while you know you may not be able to afford a, a box, you know they're, they're mm-hmm. 20, 20 something dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, Four they tax, only come yeah. in, yeah. They only come in boxes of ten, so you know it's not that it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. But um, you can order singles through twoguyscigars.com. Yeah, which is really uh, a good thing. And so make sure you have one to smoke with us next week. You've been listening to The Ashholes, unfiltered cigar radio broadcasting from the Serena Royale stage at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You can download this and any episode you may have missed on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. We'll see you next week. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.